Hi everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Low Season Traveller Insider Guides. I'm Jed Brown, founder of Low Season Traveller, and this week we look at the small and peaceful kingdom of Bhutan. Now, here at Low Season Traveller, we hate crowds when we travel. And, as we know, travelling during the low and shoulder seasons is the best way we can avoid the masses when we travel. Bhutan is a very different destination. Nestled between the two giants of India and China, the tiny kingdom of Bhutan covers an area of only 38,000 square kilometres, which is roughly the size of the Netherlands. But whereas the Netherlands have a population of 17 million and welcome 42 million visitors every year, Bhutan is, well, substantially less crowded, with its population of 800,000 and only 250,000 annual visitors. If you're the type who likes to escape from other British tourists, I can also tell you that Bhutan welcomed just 3,000 visitors from the UK last year. Despite being open to international tourists since 1974, the Bhutanese government is acutely aware of the environmental impact tourists can have on Bhutan's unique and virtually unspoiled landscape and culture. As such, they've restricted the level of tourism from the very start and trips can only be booked via 75 licensed tour companies which operate in the country. All visitors have to travel on a planned, prepaid, guided tour or custom-designed travel programme and can't travel independently within the kingdom. And this approach has led to Bhutan being acclaimed as one of the most responsibly managed tourism destinations on our planet. Put simply, when you visit, you can be assured that you will not negatively impact Bhutan's culture, history or heritage in any way. I've longed to visit Bhutan for many years, and for a variety of reasons actually, but especially to learn more about how this tiny kingdom came to lead the world in responsible tourism. And at the ITB trade show recently, I took the opportunity to speak with Mr. Tenzin Yeshi, who's the CEO of one of those official tour operators called Himalayan Travel Experts, as I wanted to learn more about this fascinating destination. Enjoy. Jed Brown at Low Season Traveller here, still at ITB in Berlin, the world's largest travel and tourism fair. And I came in early this morning uh, to have a look around and I came across a really interesting gentleman uh, called Mr. Tenzin Yeshi, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Himalayan Travel Experts, who are based in Bhutan, the, the Kingdom of Bhutan uh, in the Himalayas. So I thought it could be quite interesting to have a short podcast uh, with Mr. Tenzin Yeshi uh, to find out what Bhutan has to offer for travellers. So first of all, a very good morning to you, Tenzin. Uh, good morning, Mr. Gate. Uh, good morning. And it's uh, really a great pleasure meeting you here after a long hours flight from Asia to Europe and yeah. it is a great opportunity for me to meet you here in, so, in Berlin actually. When did you get here? Uh, just It has been just four days away, uh, okay. back from my journey. And it's, and it's quite intense, isn't it, here? It is really, it is. It is. <laughs> and it is a really a big travel market and it's a big platform for us, especially for the people who are from the tiny kingdom of Bhutan, which is quite uh, uh, known to the world as a country of the happiness. And we believe in the uh, gross national happiness than gross domestic product. I was going to I was going to ask you that. So for for, for listeners that aren't aware, um, Bhutan is I think the only country in the world that doesn't measure really uh, gross domestic products in terms of cash, but they they measure gross national happiness. And this isn't a, this isn't a joke or a like, this is serious. Yeah, right? this is I think in fact uh, uh, this is a really serious in Bhutan, and uh, we believed in uh, more into the. Uh, happiness than the gross domestic product and if there is a uh, happiness the domestic product is 
it's uh, automatic. It will follow. It's, it's it will follow. follow if everybody's yes. happy and content. If the country is, uh, is living in the peace, uh, countries with the uh, taking care of their own identities and culture, and then I think that is something that what we uh, believed, and then uh, if there is a happiness, then the, the uh, wealth and then domestic product can be automatic for the nations. But the most important thing, we believe that we should have the happiness and peace within the countries and among the people and the leaders and the people. If there is a happiness and then peace, then th everything happens. I think more countries should follow the, the example of Bhutan, actually. Um, how, do, how do you measure it then? Do, you know, is there a questionnaire that everybody has to fill out every year or how is it, how is it measured? Uh, yeah, I think this is a very good question that uh, when we talk about uh, national happiness, it, is, it doesn't mean that uh, each and every one citizen should be happy that. But when you talk about the happiness, it is, uh, there is uh, no corruptions in the countries, there is no criminals in the countries, no violence in the countries. And also the, when the people has a big faith and, and, and belief in our leaders, and uh, and also that uh, that's how that we believed in the happiness when there is the people and the leader uh, leaders when they have faith in each others so then the, the happiness is automatic actually we have the four pillars of the, uh, the national happiness to be uh, believed and but if i explain it will be too long for so let me stay short here Definitely. okay um and in terms of tourism um, in Bhutan. Mm -hmm. What kind of tourism do you have and why do people come to Bhutan? Uh, this is uh, another very good question for me and thank you for asking the question to me. And then uh, the Bhutan is a, it actually it is a very tiny country but uh, the most importantly why it is known also many people they ask me oh Bhutan is very expensive to, to country to be but in reality it's not uh, expensive whatever you are spending it is a worth spending there because in Bhutan it is a, such a tiny country we are it's first place it is known to the world as a carbon negative we don't even have a single factories in the countries mm -hmm. and uh, whatever things you can see everything is authentic and natural and it's all, all even the food we have uh, organic food we don't import any like chemical used food or mm -hmm. nothing like that. Even the heritage sites, since if you go to the monasteries or places to put places, the there are like uh, uh, heritage site scenes that the monasteries, which is from the seventh centuries, the eighth centuries, sixth centuries, untouched things you can see there. Mm -hmm. And also, it is a 99% uh, Buddhist country. And then wherever you go to the uh, countryside, you can always mingle with the Buddhist monks, uh, do your meditations, uh, short uh, yoga step. You can also do get some teachings in the monasteries. Or more than that, you can also do like a Buddhist uh, traditional way of weddings and holidaying and everything is a very very uh, wonderful uh, place to visit at the moment. Fantastic. Just, just on that, I, I mean, we have to mention, there's been a lot of talk in ITB this year um, that some destinations around the world are suffering from over-tourism. Yeah. Um, and we hear the word over-tourism so often now, in certainly in, in Europe, you know, with uh, the Venice and Barcelona and Iceland and all of these places. Yeah. What's, what's interesting about Bhutan is Bhutan doesn't suffer from over-tourism because in Bhutan you carefully manage the tourism. So there's only so many tourists every year. Is this correct, right? Are allowed are allowed into the country, and there's there's certain charges which have to be paid, um, but that's that's absolutely sensible to to manage the tourism. Otherwise, you destroy what. True. Uh, yeah, this is uh, something uh, like Bhutan is, uh, as you know very well, that Bhutan is a very very tiny uh, uh, country, mm. which is the area of 38,000 square kilometer, and then we have the 600 around 800,000 people, which is not even one million people. Yeah. And our government, our leaders are very careful with what they are doing. And then, you know, like we believe in uh, 
no, high quality, uh, high end tourists, yep. and then also we believe in like we don't want to, is we don't have a capacity to, to bring you know like a hundred uh, thousands, a hundred thousands of tourists in a year to our country because country itself is a very small country, and on top of that we are trying our best to preserve our culture, our nature, our country by bringing the high end uh, tourists uh, in in the country. But then it is open to everybody, whoever is able to come to Bhutan, yep. we welcome them. But then we, when we talk about tariff, it is uh, set to 150 plus plus. That is uh, it. That includes the government royalty tax that includes your luxury three star yep. and four star hotel stay and also uh, your luxury transportations we have a uh, uh, highly uh, professional guides and these are everything is included in the true package with that cost actually 250 yep. plus plus but then you know like uh, we more than beside that we also do even the luxury uh, holidays in Bhutan because we also have uh, luxury hotels and also we have the luxury farmhouses in country. So these are something that uh, our government really wanted to have high quality and high end and uh, like uh, the low volume actually. So it's really, it's it's probably, from what I've heard, and I've never been, no. I will confess, it's I want to go you very welcome much, you to the country, I must actually. go. Um, but it's always been, anybody that I've spoken to that's been to Bhutan has said it's one of the most um, authentic experiences you can have, um, certainly in Asia. Um, everything doesn't, it doesn't feel like it's plasticized and created for tourism. Yeah. It feels like it's the, the natural way of life and tourism, uh, tourists are invited to, you know, to join in and to be a part of that for the short period that they're there. So it just, to me, it sounds an absolutely wonderful uh, destination. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think Bhutan is, uh, at the moment, uh, I should say that uh, Bhutan can be the last Shangri-La in the world because yeah. uh, why I'm saying that is because, as I mentioned, few things, few very important things about happiness, carbon negative, and also the Bhutan is the one of the unique destination for the country where our country is covered by the 72% of the land is covered by the forest mm -hmm. and our king we have a king and then Bhutan is also one of the youngest democracy democracy in the world which is just a 15 years old democracy in the world wow I did not and, know that uh, yeah, it's, yeah and then we have a prime ministers and we also have our king uh, people believe our king as a god because he is a very very uh, blessing for each and every individual citizens of the country and if it, it, it can, can be quite example for the world that such a tiny country of king of China, uh, tiny countries can visit each and every individual's house in the called remote part of the world, village and he go by then himself he stays with the really? farmers uh, look after their problems and if people are suffering from the shortage of the lands he give the blessings for the lands and you know like in Bhutan is the country you will never see any beggars in the Bhutan yeah. it is a country that uh, everybody self-sufficient uh, there are some points of there being a happiness in the country actually and also one thing I would like to let you know that Bhutan is the one of the safest destination to visit actually. If somebody is drunk all night and sleeping in the road, but nobody will even touch you. They will, in fact, they will take care of you and reach to your destination. Wow. This is the country in our Bhutan. So it's, it's, it's basically the complete opposite from the UK as far as I can <laughs> I can't imagine the Queen coming around to, uh, to my house to introduce wow. herself, but no. hey, you never know. And um, before we go, I've got to talk about um, about your company. Thank you so um, much. Himalayan Travel Experts. Thank you so much. So how old is your company? Oh. And tell us a little bit about the company, um, how it or originated, and what do you offer for, for oh. travelers to Bhutan? Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this, is a, this is a great privilege for me to uh, uh, let you let all to know a bit about my company. And uh, my company is known as the Himalayan Travel Experts. It was, uh, my company was actually started by my late father since from the 1992. And then he retired from 2006. 
uh, and then we I have took over the company and then after 2007 we have been start promoting around the world before my when my dad started the company it was we are focusing in a few countries and then we are not much uh, sure about where we are what we are doing and after 2006 and I have since I have taken care of this company we I have started promoting all around the Europe and then also United States Fantastic. and also in almost all the part of Asia and then the special tour package of my company as uh, we are into the luxury tour and we are also do uh, overnight luxury tented camp on the mountains they can hike to the mountains camp up on the mountains stay overnight and they can have the view of almost all the Himalayan ranges and next day they can come down to the valley and then they can spend time we are also into the uh, specialized in the festivals. We yep. have lots of festivals are coming up from the month of October, November, and then December till. It's the religious mass fest uh, dances. It's, that is the time for the our people of Bhutan to show off how wealthy they are, how pretty they are. Yep. It means they will be wearing a most expensive jewelries and dresses, wow. and then you know, in the festival ground you can see hundreds and thousands of people are uh, having a lunch together with, with their families it's time for the get together for the families and all and if the westerner or maybe our tourists come and experience during those days they will definitely experience a different world in, the, in Bhutan actually and also uh, my company from my company we offer the uh, adventurous tour like a mountain cycle mountain biking oh, yeah. also motorcycling tour uh, river raftings uh, and also bird watchings yeah. and then photographic tours and then Bhutan itself is the uh, yeah, those who are photographers it Bhutan is can be uh, one of the most best destination for the photographer. I would imagine it, it is, is actually uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so very are, photogenic destination exactly. so these are something what we are doing uh, from my company from Himalayan travel experts and we are still taking the bookings for the 2019 for festivals. Oh, and perfect. Yeah. And so it's not too late yet. It's to, not um, yet all to too late. And what's the what's the, the website for further information oh, okay. um, on Himalaya Travel Experts is HimalayaTravelExperts.com. Yes, HimalayaTravelExperts.com is our website. We have almost every information is our content there. And for further, uh, if somebody wants to contact us, my email HimalayaExperts at the red gmail.com. Okay, and I'll also, put that in the link on the podcast. Thank you so much. That, that will be wonderful. And we offer the very, very wonderful uh, uh, promotional price to everybody who wish to visit Bhutan. So this Super. is the opportunities for visitors. We have a special tour packages with a special tour prices for the visitors. Perfect. Thank you. And, um, well, two more questions, really. Sure. Um, first of all, when's the best time of the year to travel to Bhutan? Is it is it is it a great is it great all year round? Is it a different experience as the weather changes? Mm -hmm. Give us a little bit of an overview as to what the climate is like. I um, think I nearly forgot to yeah. tell you this one. Thanks once more. Yeah. Thank you so much for asking this question, yeah. which is very important for the people to know this one. Uh, the best time to be in Bhutan is for the beginning March, April, May is a springtime, mm -hmm. and that is the time for the flowers on the mountains. Oh, you know. And then wherever you go, go around the countryside, you feel that you are not on the mountains. You feel that you are somewhere in the somebody's garden. It really? is like a 45 different species of rhododendrons, uh, flowers that bloom on the mountains, and then you know, and then wildflowers are very very common in Bhutan. You can see everywhere is the wildflowers. The for, from the month of March, April, May and till mid of August can be the good time to visit Bhutan yeah. and June July is a monsoon time I will probably I don't recommend people to visit Bhutan because it's a time for rainy season the roads are blocked that cannot be that may not be it can, can be a bit it, difficult it will yeah. be difficult and then during the autumn season uh, September October November 
that is the time for the festivals. Okay. And then, you know, like you, as you drive around the countryside, you'll come across the people, farmers harvesting their paddy left and right of your car, driving on the road. And it's the color changing time for the changing the colors. And the whole mountains will be different colors with the leaf. And you, it's like almost, you know, like a, it can be another beautiful time to be in Bhutan. It can be a little bit chilly in the morning, yeah. evening, but it's a 101% sure that you will expect always beautiful weather in the mountains. And you, wherever you go, snow caps on the mountains. Uh, as you drive, you will see so many, uh, you will encounter it. Festivals what, what's, it like, what's it like in then December, January, February? Uh, December, January, February can be a little bit cold. It is yeah. uh, also on one good season, uh, good time to be in Bhutan. Yeah. Uh, but uh, why it's considered as the off season is that uh, because of the little bit uh, cold season in Bhutan. But I should that don't forget that even the December and January, February can be one of the most beautiful time to be in the uh, yeah. in the mountains. You are surrounded with the mountains with the snow caps, snow fallings. You know. It's a time for people to relax. Probably you may not see much about the festival things, but still, if you go to center part of Bhutan, you'll encounter with some of the local festivals, which is more beautiful than the yeah. official festivals. Wonderful. So I think uh, even those days also you can come to Bhutan uh, like a month of February, January, February, March. And also you can make the New Year holidays to Bhutan, Christmas holidays to Bhutan. These are the very good uh, time to be in Bhutan, actually. Perfect, perfect. And even, you know, like if you're coming during the sec month of uh, December, January and February, we have a very, very special price that is not my, my company is offered by the government. Mm -hmm. Government tariff is not even 250 plus plus. It comes up to 180 plus okay. plus. So, which is so, that's the, so that's the least expensive time to travel. Time is to which months again? Uh, that is... Uh, December, December, January, and the till February. Then, and, and from okay. the March again, that uh, peak season is starting in the country. Yep. Perfect, mm -hmm. perfect. Um, well, Mr. Tenzin, thank. Really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me first thing this morning. Um, I wish you every success uh, around for the rest of ITB. You're here for one more day or two more days? Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming to our stall, and, and uh, it's a great privilege for me to oh. meet you and talk to you uh, and talk to the world about uh, the tiny country, which is hiding behind the Himalayas and all and Bhutan is a very shy country. It's always hide behind between two giant countries, not towards North China and towards South uh, India. So Bhutan is just a small tiny country exists in between two this giant country. And uh, thank you so much sir and for coming here and it's a great privilege for me to talk to you sir. Uh, lovely speaking to you. Thank, uh, you, thank you so, you so much, much indeed. So much. Thank we you. have two more days to stay here and two then back days. to home sir. Very good. Well, wish you every success thank while you're so here much. at ITB. Thank you so much. And hopefully next time I might see you in Bhutan. Thank you so much. And that's it for this week's episode. My thanks again to Mr. Tenzin Yeshi for sharing his insights with us on his beautiful country. He was such a gracious and charming guest, I actually had to edit out about two minutes of Mr. Yeshi as he kept thanking me profusely for giving him the opportunity to share Bhutan with the world. Such a lovely man, and I'm sure you'll agree, he represents his country and its people unbelievably well. If you've visited Bhutan, we'd love to hear from you, and perhaps you could be a guest on a future episode of Low Season Traveller Insider Guides to share your experiences with us. Just drop us a line at lowseasontraveller at gmail.com. Thanks again for your company this week, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please remember to share it with your friends and social networks. Look out for the next episode on iTunes, where we will finally, I hope, head all the way over to Fiji in the South Pacific. Low Season Traveller is the world's first organisation entirely dedicated to promoting travel during the low and shoulder seasons in each destination. And that's why our content will always be free for everyone 
as we believe that travel is better without the